Hello and welcome to Teach One. I'm your host, LaTanya Green. I'm here to share some of the lessons that life has taught me. I hope that it inspires you and encourages you. I hope that it truly blesses your life and I hope that it helps you along your path. Let's get started. Hello, hello, how are you? Hello, hello. <laughs> I am so in, in completely excited. So we have uh, our guest on today. We have Miss Mrs. Kiara Black, the smart, beautiful, talented businesswoman who is a wife and a mother to an almost two-year-old toddler. And um, I really was excited to get you on here. I really was so excited to get you on, especially for this topic. Um, And particularly because you were one of the main people who talked to me all the time about doing this, (laughs) about really doing this, because I've had the privilege of knowing you since you were five (laughs) and seeing you grow into this amazing woman and of course, you have been privileged to a lot of these types of conversations in my household with myself and my daughters and other family members. And you were just a very big advocate for, you know, I needed to do this. I needed to share some of these conversations outside of the four walls that I live in. Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you first, Aww, you know, for absolutely. that. Listen, thank you first for that. And thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast today. So the topic that I wanted to talk to you about is how did you view parenting before you became a parent versus now? Mm, that's a great question. You know, before I would see parenting as hard, but also rewarding, Um, just seeing some of the things that my parents experienced or just my mom herself as a single parent raising me, I always thought, um, you know, if I ever decide to have children, I'm hoping that as of right now, she's paving the way to make things easier for me, right? Just kind of observing and learning from her so that I'm not in the same situation. And granted, everyone does not choose to be in a circumstance, obviously, you know, the chips just lay where they are. Um, But the biggest thing from that is I always knew that parenthood was always rewarding. It's about leaving a legacy and instilling good values in your kid, you know, creating, um, value so much love in your home within your family at the end of the day it's all about just being a good human being right and shedding your light onto the world so most of that has not changed as to what I see now so Mm -hmm. having my own daughter um it's so beautiful and and I can honestly say like right after I had her it's like everything made so much sense and it's crazy right until you have your own (laughs) it's like you you (laughs) you have your own child you don't really understand every no. single thing that your parents go through, all the sacrifices mm-hmm. and decisions and, and, you know, working so hard and working late and working all these crazy hours and whatever you name it. But like, after I had her, I said, Oh, I understand now. Right. I understand why my parents <laughs> or why my mom made this sacrifice. I understand why my mother said no to certain things. If I can't go over to a sleepover or if I need to be in when the streetlights come on, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> Other than that, um, my mindset has not changed at all. If anything, it, it prepared me as I was younger when I became an adult okay. um, to be ready for a child and just 
so excited to even have that honor and the pleasure to be chosen, you know, for my little baby, my little angel. <laughs> I love that you said that. I absolutely love that you said that because one of the main things that I often say is that parenting is really the hardest job that you will ever have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know your daughter is about to be two, but you're about to have some fun. Trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're have some oh, I know. Times. But it's, <laughs> it's one of the hardest jobs you can ever have. But it is such a privilege to be chosen for the job. Absolutely. And it really doesn't matter how you come to it. I've always seen it as this is a really, you know, a, a really a big honor, a, a huge honor. And it doesn't matter if you carry the child in your womb, if somebody else carried him for you, mm-hmm. if you adopted, adopted however, yeah. if it was a neighbor's child that you, you kind of took in as your own or whatever the situation may be. Yeah. It is such a privilege. And I think people lose sight of that. No, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Listen, I, even when we conceived her, I prayed every single day, right? Mm -hmm. God, please. (laughs) Like I pray this is a healthy and successful pregnancy. I pray that our baby is healthy. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it has four (laughs) eyeballs. It's healthy, right? And now that we're here, like I, I'm still praying every day, but I thank God every day for what I have because in a minute, you know, it could be taken for you or, you know, there's some people that have a hard time conceiving. So you're absolutely right. It's an honor. It's an honor to be able to be somebody's parent, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, touching on some things for my own self in relation to you as a new parent, I know one of the things that I started to learn as my daughters went through different stages of their childhood was I started to understand even things that I didn't like about mm-hmm. my parents' choo- you know, choices when I was growing up, I started to understand the difficulty in that as a parent. Because um, speaking from my own experiences, I'm not going to say I always made the right choices. I'm not going to say I always, you know, did... I, I always did something that I feel like now looking back, like, oh, that was the better choice. You know, you make decisions with the information that you have in front of you. But as a parent, looking back and seeing the choices that my parents made, some I agree with, some I don't, you know, but mm-hmm. but looking back at those things and then understanding they were just human beings trying to do the best that they could with the knowledge that they had, you know, and they didn't know some of the things that I learned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, that was like a big transition in my parenting as well. Um, And I don't know if that, if you've gotten to that place yet, you know what I'm saying? Like where you're starting to see like maybe some of the decisions that my parents made that even that I didn't like, they were justified in them just because they didn't know to, to do anything different at the time. My my headspace now, pardon me, is whatever has transpired throughout my youth and those who have all participated and had hands on my um, development from a young lady to a woman now, Mm -hmm. um, 
all of that, everyone did like what they were taught. They did what they knew. And as okay. parents, there is no manual, right? There's no Listen. book of this is how you parent. <laughs> Absolutely not. Literally. I mean, all you can do is go off of your own experience, right? But the point of being an adult is growth, right? Always having a growth yes. mindset. And just because somebody did it one way doesn't always make it the right way. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But how can you make it better? What can you do differently than the women or the parents before you or anyone yes. who's very active in your life? And that is my husband and I, that is our goal all the time. And my husband had amazing parents. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you would like copy and paste them. I mean, who they are, like they're my parents. Like even them, they they brought me in as their own. And um, it's funny because we joke about this all the time. I'm like, our 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 lives, our backgrounds are so different because we had mm-hmm. the two parent household, I had the single single parent household. I said, how did I get so lucky, you know, to have Aww. somebody to grow up in a parent, a two parent household like that, but the values that he has and, you know, who my husband is as a man and he's so wise, like I, I'm just so grateful for that. And I'm still learning from him and I'm older, <laughs> <laughs> but I say all that to say, like, you know, the journey is not going to be easy and it's not supposed to. Right. But what I love about it is it's a learning experience for both of us. Like we're learning and growing together, regardless of what age you decide to have children. Right. Um, one of the biggest things, you know, one of the biggest things I've always hated hearing as a kid, and maybe you could explain it because you had kids obviously <laughs> before me. But you know, when you, when you would ask your parents questions like, why, right? And you always hear, because I said so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always hated that. And that's, that's one of the things that I will not do like one of those generational things that you just cut out. That is definitely one of them. (laughs) And I say that because, right. And I know you're like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I say that because kids are so pure. It's like, especially when they're younger, they're so pure. They're so innocent. And sometimes when they're asking why, they may genuinely want to know. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like that's a great learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And like and one, one short example, one short example, um, I apologize for being so long with it, but no, no, um, no, this is what this is for. <laughs> Listen, like, awesome. So, um, you know, one day I took my, my goddaughters to a swim park. We went to Kalahari for a birthday party and my oldest goddaughter kept asking if she could stay the night, stay the night with uh, the younger lady whose birthday we attended. Now they had met each other. They had known each other just from being around each other. And then obviously our wedding, they were both flower girls. And she's like, can I stay tonight? And, you know, we drove, I don't know, maybe like a, a whale over an hour to get to Kalahari from where we were going. Anywho, I said, no. Okay. And I didn't give an explanation. I didn't need to at the time. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so throughout the time, she continued to ask me if she could stay the night. So they would have stayed overnight in Kalahari at this like hotel room with all these kids, whatever. And then all these other kids came up to me and kept asking, oh, can so-and-so stay the night? Whatever. So I ended up pulling her aside and I said, hey, listen, if you ask me again, if you could stay the night or if anyone speaks on your behalf, you will be on punishment. Like as her godmother, I was putting her on punishment mm-hmm. <laughs> and we will be leaving. And I said, this is not the space to discuss it, but I'll explain to you on our way home. Okay. And so I kept, I kept my word. And when we got in the car and I said, Hey, listen, I apologize if, if you feel that I snapped at you. Cause I, I never want, even though you're doing it for the own good, right? Like I love being mindful of young children's um, feelings, you know, 
Because mm-hmm. you know, some children are, are sensitive. And so I said, the reason why I told you no is because you would have stayed in a place that you weren't familiar with. Now, if you looked around, how many of those adults did you know? You only knew one of them, right? That's the only one you knew, the only one you were comfortable with. You only knew one or maybe two out of literally 20 children. And you wanted to stay overnight somewhere in a place that you're not familiar with. I said, Mm -hmm. do you understand um, how that could have put you in a dangerous situation? You know, and so as your as your godmother, as your guardian, whether I'm your mom or not, my role is always to look out for your best interest. And I am always going to protect you as long as I'm here on this earth. So anything that I feel is not safe, I will tell you no. But please understand that it's never not for a good reason. And so after having that conversation, she's like, I'm so sorry, I understand. And you're right. I don't really know them. I was just excited to be around a lot of kids my age. I haven't Mm -hmm. been out in a while. And this was during the summertime. So it was really good to have that dialogue to understand why did she keep asking me throughout the time after I said no? (laughs) Do you not understand why I'm saying no? And it's not even trying to be like this super authoritative figure. It's like, I am making a decision that's best for you. Okay. So depending on the why, right, I will explain it. I think it makes sense. Okay. So is that like one of the habits that you're determined to break as a parent with your own daughter? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to say first, um, I want to commend you for being able to take that moment and having the patience to communicate that to her. I want to commend you for that first and foremost. And I also do want to say, yes, I was thinking in my head when you first said that, We'll see if she continue that as her daughter gets older. <laughs> but all the reason I say that, not to say that you will, that, you know, that you'll get to a point to where you're like, because I said so. Um, because honestly, I feel like if you actively work to change anything in your parenting, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. But I will also say as a parent of now three grown daughters, I have said that. <laughs> so <laughs> I said that to them. And I've actually said that to other kids. Because um, you know me very well. Yeah. And I, the phrase I use is I collect kids because I really do. Yes. And I collect them in the sense of I collect them in my heart and in my spirit. And any kids that I really come into contact with on a regular basis and start to invest in, they become mine as well. And I tell their parents that up front. You know, <laughs> I've told you that already about your daughter. So, <laughs> yep. but um, the reason I'm going to say, I can't speak for all parents, but the reason I'm going to say from my own experience and from what I've viewed is a lot of times that comes from moments of frustration. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the honest to God truth across the board as I see it. Um, I have definitely taken a lot of moments to have those type of conversations like you had with your goddaughter and explain certain decisions that I've made, you know, when my daughters have questioned it instead of just saying, because I said so, but there were moments and there have been moments and there continue to be moments, even with other kids where kids will ask you a hundred questions in the span of two hours. Oh, yeah. And you'll answer every single question. But you get to that third hour and they're heading into another hundred questions and you're like, okay, you know what? Because I said so. That's it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and it really does come from moments of I've had enough. 
and you're, you're asking too many questions at this point. We're not going to go into detail about every single thing. If I'm taking the time to explain to you why you need to eat your vegetables on your plate, if I'm taking the time to explain to you why you need to sit down instead of running around in indoors, if I've taken the time to explain to you um, why it's important that you go to bed on time, I don't want to take the time to explain to you why I'm not going to read three books tonight. So, you know, so <laughs> right. it, it, it comes to a point to where you're just kind of like, okay, that's enough. We're not going to go through a whole dialogue every time you have a question because you have a hundred questions in two hours. But I, I, I definitely will say that was one of the things in my own parenting that I took the time to learn to do because me growing up, none of it was explained. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All of it was because I said so, because you're a child, you don't quite, actually, you don't even get to question. Like I, in, in particular, I remember a car ride that I had um, with my mom and my stepdad and my brother. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where we were going, but I remember getting in the car and we were driving for a while. And I remember asking, mom, where are we going? And I remember my mother saying, don't worry about it. Just sit back and ride. Like you couldn't even ask where we're going. <laughs> like literally, yeah. there was no questions allowed. You know, it was just your child. You don't get to ask questions. It was almost kind of like you don't get to have feelings about a situation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, for me, it was something that I actively chose to change in my own parenting with my daughters. And one of the things that we did, um, you know, I did at times, <laughs> at times, not all the time, at times take the time to explain things in detail. But then also something that I introduced with my own family was having family meetings mm -hmm. when there were Ooh, big things that. going on in the house, um, big changes or, or not even just changes. If you f could feel, you know, some things not, not right. You know, some people got some attitudes, some things unsettled, some people upset. We would sit down and have a family meeting and it wasn't just me talking at them. It would literally begin with, I'm asking them, what do you want to talk about? Like if they had a topic that maybe I didn't even, wasn't even aware of family meeting was just for you to just talk about whatever you felt like you wanted to discuss that was going on in the family. Uh, because I grew up in a, in, you know, in a household and in a time where literally your parents could decide somebody was going to be living with y'all. You, mm -hmm. you couldn't have no opinion about it. Mm -hmm. You didn't even know they was moving in until they moved in. So right. it was, it was, it was all of that type of stuff. So like, with my daughters, um, you are aware that I brought my sister to live with me when she was a teenager. Before I did that, I sat down and had a conversation with my daughters and they were little, they were little, little, um, you know, but I sat down and we had a conversation about it and we talked about it and they got to ask questions like, where is she going to sleep? And, you know, and, you know, they, you know, they were like three and maybe two and four. And, mm -hmm. you know, so they were asking questions like, is she going to read me a bedtime story? You know, so those types <laughs> of things. But they also had questions like, well, where is she going to sleep? Because we were living in a very tiny apartment. You know, so those were all valid questions because somebody else coming into your household affects your kids just as much as it affects you. And, you know, giving them that space to have a voice. So, you know, that for me was a habit that I 
was determined to give my kids a voice. And I will tell you though, when you choose to change things um, in your parenting from what you already know what it looks like, you know, so to speak, it comes at a cost and not always at a a bad cost, but it comes at a cost, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I say that not as a deterrent because um, I'm always an advocate for, you should always be trying to learn how to do something better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means there, there can always be something you can tweak about it. But so for me, giving my kids a voice to, you know, talk about what was bothering them, talk about, you know, whatever. It meant to have a voice. They had a voice about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Some things that you, you kind of be like, well, you, uh, that ain't really for you to say, you know, but <laughs> they had a voice, but you know, I was always, I'm an advocate for kids being respectful now, but mm-hmm. they definitely had a voice. And sometimes it was kind of like, eh. <laughs> but um, so for you, outside of the you know not wanting to um not wanting to add in the because I said so with your parenting are there any other habits that at this point that you've figured out that you don't want to include in your parenting and want to change things that I don't want to change or I, that I you, I'm sorry they, oh. <laughs> things that you do want to change yes 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 uh, well I wholeheartedly agree with allowing your child the space to discuss how they feel I love that. Um, You know, I'd say labeling a behavior instead of the child, 100%. Because children are going to make mistakes. Right. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. happen. And let's say something happens and they get in trouble at school. And it could be a random scenario. Let's say they, uh, something may be happening like at school, they may be getting bullied and they come home with a bad grade, right? Does, mm. does that mean you're a bad child or you're a bad student? No, there's something about the behavior. But then you have to dig deeper and understand what is that behavior and how can we correct that? Okay. Um, or, you know, you, your kid could be at a daycare and kids have problems hitting all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's a bad <laughs> child. <laughs> is the child bad or is it the behavior? Well, how do you correct that behavior? Um, yeah. Again, letting them make mistakes. You know, a lot of times you'll hear parents compare what they did when they were that age and what they would never do. Hmm. But your child is an individual, right? And they yeah. are a part of you as the mother, and they are part of the father. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> so they're gonna get both sides of that, right? <laughs> yeah, like different things are going to come out, and so instead of just calling out, you know, I I would never do that. I don't know where you get that from. You didn't get that from my side of the family. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, let's let's just kind of figure out their personality and embrace that. Like, what are their strengths, and like, where is the opportunity, and how can we like correct those things? Mm-hmm. Like, you know doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad trait, but how can you enhance it? And, and you know, this is a really good example. I don't know what made me think about this, but you know, from my childhood, everybody always say, oh, Carrie, you're so bossy. You're so bossy. You're so bossy. <laughs> and I will say, yep, I sure was. But now as an adult, I'm like, no, I am an effective leader. Okay. I am. I'm okay. a great leader. You actually a- really are. <laughs> that, now that's some, that's some truth. You are an ab- <laughs> you. You're an absolute great leader. 
But <laughs> that being said, a great leader has to has to have a, uh, an essence of authority. They have to have that about yeah. themselves because, I mean, don't get me wrong, a great leader also needs to be a great listener, but a great leader needs to have an authority about them. They need to not be shy about voicing their opinions. And, you know, truthfully speaking, that's what I think most people categorize as being bossy, voicing your opinion, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but... Um, I think that's a great point. I really do. I, I love that. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I said, I say all that to say, can you still hear me? One of my headphones yes. came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I say all that to say the way that we label children instead of behavior, it can truly impact their life. So all the time, like you, you hear about like manifestation and what you put mm -hmm. on children. I always hear, oh, you're so bossy. You're so bossy. <clears throat> instead of taking it to a negative, I turn it into a positive. And so, Okay, bossy, guess what? I'm a boss now. Okay, I'm a regional manager <laughs> in the you central sure region <laughs> of the U.S. I'm okay, great. But with that, I've learned all the effective communication skills that I needed and how to lead in an authoritative way, mm. but also lead with compassion and empathy, right? Mm -hmm. These are all the things I've learned from my youth. <laughs> hey, hey. And I agree with you. I 100% I agree with you. You know, I as an individual person have had discussions with adults and said, oh, this child is a, mm, they something else. Mm -hmm. But not about you. I'm saying about I, kids I know. in general. <laughs> about kids in general. But to a child, I, I'm not going to call you, I'm not going to say, oh, this child is bad. You know, because that, when you put that on someone, they wear it. And he, especially yeah. as a kid, they're a sponge. They're looking at adults yeah. To explain the world that they're in. Yeah. And so if you're telling them that they're bad, then they're going to believe I'm bad. That they're bad. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, I, I, I see exactly where you're coming from and I totally agree with that, you know, address the behavior. You know, I'm, I'm big on talking to kids. People laugh at me all the time. They're like, you talk to kids like they're adults. And I say, because they understand. And I don't mm -hmm. believe in, you know, baby talking kids. Yeah, I don't same. believe in that. You know, I believe in communicate with them and talk to them on the level that they're on. And they are, I'm sorry to say it, but they're not on the level of, oh my goodness, what in the, you know, just mm -hmm, with that mm -hmm. voice, the high squeak. And I'm a big, big person of, now I know you can behave better than this. <laughs> I've seen you behave better than yes. this. And, know, I and I have witnessed those conversations. Yes. <laughs> I am a witness <laughs> of one of those conversations You're, myself. See? <laughs> you know, or as um, my niece, Kiera, will tell you, she comments many times, she'll say, one of the most heart-wrenching conversations she ever had with me was when I sat down with her and I said, you know what? I'm not going to get upset, but I am going to tell you, I'm really disappointed in you. And she said, that just broke her little heart. Mm -hmm. You know, but... But having those conversations and letting kids understand that I know what you're capable of. And that's why I'm not accepting this behavior, mm -hmm. you know, that's or beautiful. or so, or sometimes even with a new child, with a child that you that, you know, maybe you haven't gotten to know as well. Maybe they're, you know, a little sassy with the tongue, you know, and, and having those conversations <laughs> and setting yeah. those boundaries of, oh, no, 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 no. 
you're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to talk to me like that. We're going to correct that. Or, mm-hmm. or we can go ahead and get your parent to come pick you up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, yeah. but you know, setting those boundaries and I, I would say that I'm a strict parent, but I'm also a, a, a parent who is very big on letting kids really be kids and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. and love on them unconditionally and Absolutely. lift them up and encourage them and allow them to be their individual selves and not letting them, not pushing them to be a carbon copy of another kid. Absolutely. So like, right on the nail. <laughs> so right for, on the nail. listen, for me, I, I completely agree with you with that. You know, um, you know, I grew up in an era where it was nothing to hear adults tell kids, oh, you fast. And as a, a young girl, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't said directly to me. It was said to, you know, other people in my presence, other kids in my presence. But to hear someone tell a child that and really not even the, the kid, not even really understanding what that means, but to kind of wear start see them starting to wear that, wear that label. You know what I mean? Like if you tell a, a young girl she's fast, you know, mm-hmm. and, and as she starts to learn what that means why wouldn't you do the things that Mm -hmm. people already say you are? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Sorry to cut you off. Um, No worries. Because that was also another example that I was going to bring up. Okay. And, you know, being younger, I always had, I I always had male friends. I just got along with males better than I got with females. It's funny that I'm in a sorority now, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I would, I would hear that growing up. Like I would literally overhear parents having conversations. Like she's fast. Why? Mm. Because you see me talking to a guy and this is not me dating. I didn't, I had my first real relationship in high school, like what sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm fast because I'm, I'm, I'm this young, it could be elementary or middle school and I'm fast because I'm talking to a a, a friend, a playmate or something right. I'm fast. Right. And, um, or I'll, I'll hear people say, oh, you, you know, you're always talking in some guy's face. Well, have you ever had the time to ask, like, oh, like, how did you meet your friend? And what do y'all talk about? Right. How did y'all become friends? You know, there's some so much more context and substance to the conversations that we've had that no one really took the time. At least older adults would understand that other than gossiping and comparing me to their child. But it's so funny now to all the ones out there, if they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fast, but I'm married now with with a child. I don't have multiple baby dads, you know. I'm, I'm married, so right, right. was I fast? And and everyone else, all their kids have, and and no shame if you have a bunch of kids. I'm just making a point. <laughs> a lot of their kids have multiple children with different baby dads, or don't know who their father is. So yeah, I'm just gonna put that out there. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I completely hear you. I understand, you know, because it sometimes it, it is a like, look at me now. I'm not what you said I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not who you tried to portray me to be. I, I made sure yep. that I wasn't that. And, and unfortunately, a lot of young kids don't have that. They don't they they don't have the ability, or they're not they don't have the support to be able to move past that and not become that, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think of like, 
in my own family, you know, um, I come from a very big family, but I've had the opportunity to see a lot of my of relatives who didn't, who couldn't overcome the labels that were placed on them, you know, who couldn't overcome it, who weren't able to find their way past it and really learn who they were for themselves versus who people were label, labeling them to be. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, Kier, I I just want to tell you, I'm so, so, so grateful that you agreed to do this podcast. And um, this will not be the last one. So I will tell you that in advance. <laughs> I will be calling you absolutely. I love again. That. I absolutely <laughs> will be calling you again. Um, but this was just so great. And I, I really am thankful to you for so many things. And I've, you know, told you that, um, but, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to wrap up, but thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And, um, I cannot wait to see how your parenting progresses because, you are such an amazing woman all on your own, all on your own, you know, beyond your marriage, beyond your job, beyond being a mom, because those are, (laughs) are, you know, things that add to you, but that is not the core of you. And the core of you is amazing, is amazing. Thank you so much. You try to get another session started already. Listen, I got But um, thank you again for doing this. And um, until next time, my love, we will definitely do this again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. (laughs) All right. Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Teach One today. I believe in you. I know that all you want for your family and for yourself, you can have. Don't ever stop working for it, working towards it and be blessed and enjoy your life.